A lot of acting teachers will tell you that there's three T's to know. Talent, temperament, and training. These three T's are all the things that you sort of need to get through. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Michael Theo, otherwise known as Mr. A+. I'm starting this podcast because I want to entertain people and bring love and light into people's lives as well. Rules for the podcast include no controversial topics such as politics, religion, past wars, weaponry, and drugs. And most importantly, it has a strict no COVID talk policy. Today's guest is somebody named Stuart Smith. He's the artistic director of the Options Theatre Company. The Options Theatre Company is a theatre training facility with, with a company of creatives, actors, technicians, musicians, directors, dancers, and artists who happen to be people with disabilities. Some of you may, may recognise the Options Theatre Company after hearing a mention of it on Love on the Spectrum because Olivia, who, who's with the company, was featured on the first season. In today's episode, we will have some fun, acting tips, tricks and activities for people to play along with us as the episode goes along. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Stuart Smith. I'm very excited to speak with you today, Stuart. I'm excited too, Michael. It's been, um, I've been excited watching your journey over the last couple of years. You have? Yeah, well, we share a common thing in Love on the Spectrum. I got to be on it for just only a couple of moments. Yeah, I got to have that experience of the filming and what that process was like and then getting to watch it and, yeah, then see your journey on it too, which is – and I'm really excited to be able to talk to you today. It's great. Thanks. It's a pleasure. So, tell me, Stuart, tell me and my audience a little bit about what you do. What I do? Well, I – I've been, um, for the last 10 years, was appointed the Artistic Director of Options Theatre Company – which is a theatre company for people with various disabilities. I don't usually like to say disabilities. I like to say various abilities, but that's what it is. We have people with all all the various spectrum of disabilities in the world, and um, all of those people are there to learn how to be part of the creative arts in some way, whether it's an actor, whether it's behind the scenes, behind the camera, in front of the camera, all that sort of stuff. And, yeah, we've been doing it for about 10 years now, and it's a quite a big organization that we've got together it's very exciting too that's impressive yeah it was fun it started off years ago when i was when i was a lot younger um sort of still at uni and things like that there was uh this group would do like an end of year show you know very much like a a gang show or a scout show that sort of thing and put together a couple of songs and do it and i used to help out i'd do things like help on the spotlight or i'd go and make a short film with the guys or whatever and as the years went on i started to realize that some of the potential of the people that I was working with there was not really being explored to its fullest. There was this, um, there was this sense that a person with a disability, a low expectation was on them right from the start. And when I was getting to know everybody in the ensemble, I thought, no, I think you can do a lot more than this. There's a lot more that's going on here. And a lot of those people that were in that hadn't been exposed to the idea that there is more out there. And so actively became part of making it a proper theatre company for people with disabilities. And yeah, and it grew and grew and grew. And now we've got some real talent on board with us. It's been it's been a really interesting process for me. I would, I would love to show the world my potential. 
Absolutely. Well, don't you think that you've started doing that? Do you think there's a there's a part of you that started showing potential to the world? I suppose I have started showing the world my potential, but I want to do more of it. Yeah, right. So what, what's your dreams? What do you want to do next? Become a professional actor and also a voice actor as well. And a voice actor. Yeah. Um, well, you must have a whole bunch of questions to ask me about it, but... One of, one of the main things, any new actor, um, when they ask me anything about acting or what they'd like to do, whether it's a, a neurodiverse person or not, whoever it is, one of the things is is the passion for it. Do you have the passion to be an actor? Yes. Yes. I can see that you do, which is great. Because I think things that we love, you know, if you love anything, yeah. anything that you love, you actively go about doing it. Exactly. Know? Like if you want to play the piano, you practice every day or the guitar until you can play it, you know? Exactly. Whether it's a painting, driving a car, off you go, you know, you do the most you can. Because um, acting is one of my three biggest passions. I've loved it ever yep. since I was a kid because I love entertaining people. It makes me mm. feel alive. It makes me, makes me feel that I have a, a true purpose. It makes me feel like that, that it makes me feel appreciated. It makes me feel myself. It's you. Yes. For you and for any young actors that are learning, one of the basic parts you're doing when you're starting a character is that character is always going to be in some kind of emotional state, whether that character's bored, whether that character's really excited, right? So, for example, if I was to say to you, using your breath, can you show me boredom? <sighs> right. So straight away, you're able to use your voice, your breath to emphasize to me what boredom's like. And your breathing slows down. Yeah. You're kind of like uh, uh, sighing and that sort of thing. <sighs> but if you're on the other side, if you're anxious and excited and something's coming, like thinking of a, a child at Christmas is about to open a present, their breath is up and fast, you know? <sighs> That's right. Yes, that's right. It's it, and or sometimes they're holding it when they're shocked. <gasps> and so if you're if you're coming in as an actor, that's the that's the basic thing as humans that we do every day without thinking is breathing. Right? We know that breathing is our basic thing that we do, and we don't have to think about it. It just happens. And so it's the it's the start of being a truthful actor, knowing what the character's breath is doing, and always being ready as the actor for whatever emotional state you have to be in. So I think that's why it's important for any actor to be really aware of how they breathe. What are some of the unique challenges you've found with training people with disabilities? Not as many as I thought at the start, Michael. When I first got into it, I thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was, but I was wrong. One of the most challenging things, I think, is other people's expectations of people with disabilities. So in the heteronormative world, I often got very annoyed when you saw uh, any sort of person who had any, any sort of diversity to them whatsoever, or the person with disability, usually being treated firstly like a child. And secondly, having their, not really having a high expectation for that person. And it used to really annoy me when I saw people calling people with disability kids or anything like that. And I found it really insulting. And also the, the, the level of what they could do, which was just like they can copy what somebody else is saying. And I, was, I got to this point where I was like, no, no, that's not, that's not acceptable in this day and age. It needs to be more. We need to do more than that. So one of the challenges, I suppose, of working with an ensemble of actors with disabilities is learning to communicate with everybody in different ways. Because there's so many different ways of communicating. I mean, we're wearing hats all the time, different hats, depending on who I'm talking to. 
Um, and as you know, there's lots of different disabilities. You have intellectual disabilities, you can have a physical disability, then there's a, a whole spectrum of disabilities that exists in between yeah. that. So, and everybody and everybody is different. I, I've, I, the challenge, I suppose, is trying to meet in the middle in conversation. Sometimes people are nonverbal, you know, that I've been working with. So that's a whole different challenge as well. I found myself that I sometimes I'm using my hands a lot. <laughs> as a person now, I've become like lot doing shapes and you know a mixture between that and Auslan and all sorts of things I'm doing just to find different ways to communicate with people. But the challenge has always been convincing other people to talk to that person as an adult first. Yeah. Don't come in with that silly business where people are like, how are you? That real patronizing talk. It's, it sets us aside too early. So that's the, I think that's the biggest challenge is communication, mm. is finding a really good level of communication. What do you think you need to become a great actor? A lot of acting teachers will tell you that there's three T's to know. Talent, temperament, and training. These three T's are all the things that you sort of need to get through. Obviously, talent, you've got to have the, the skills to do yeah. it. Temperament is, you know, have the right attitude on set, get along with everybody, communication's up. Um, and then training, practice it can't go and do surgery in a hospital unless you've been to doctor school <laughs> you know yeah. you've got to know your stuff know your stuff if you're going to be an actor go and know everything there is to know about acting and that's where the camera is what the audience is like how loud do i speak how quiet do i speak where does my eyes go yeah one thing that's interesting michael i think when you're going when a young actor anytime a young actor asks me about wanting to become an actor or have an industry or get into the industry, I always try and ask them to be realistic about what their type is. So they don't go unrealistically into a movie thinking that they're going to be someone they're not, right? If you're going to cast me, it might be a silly mad doctor or I don't know, you go for a crazier look, a geekier thing. I wouldn't be cast as Thor, for example. No. <laughs> so part of, you know, part of movies and TV is what do you look like? You know, what's your look? What can you look like in our film? So what's that type? What do you think you look like? It's a hard question, isn't it? It's a very yeah. confronting one. Yeah. One type of role that I do see myself doing potentially is villainous roles. Ah, like who? Who's a good villain? <sighs> That's pretty hard to pinpoint as well. <laughs> because there are a lot of great villains in films and television shows. Mm. Like complex villains, and yep. sometimes people who aren't a villain but feel like they are, like in Alan Rickman's Snape. Yeah, what a great complex character! Can you do yeah. Snape's voice? <clears throat> sure. Give it a go. What's a good line we can give you? What's a good Snape line? Turn to page three hundred ninety-four. <laughs> I um with with um Snape, I like to start, which just sounds weird, but from a Kermit the Frog voice. Because Alan Rickman places, he places his voice right up here to start with, right? So, um, if you can you do Kermit? You know Kermit the Frog? Can you do anything up there? Kermit the Frog? Yeah, that's it. Right up in your nose. Up here. Up in your nose. Get it right up here, the sound. Yes, uh, right up there. Is, yeah, is, that, and, is that what you want me to say? Yes, that's, that's kind of where... Like you're talking at the top, like the top half of your head. Up here somewhere... That's uh, kind of where the, where that voice is placed up there. Oh, mm -hmm. I see. Is, yeah, is that, like that 
Yes, that's right. And now the next thing to do is to drop the pitch of your voice. So if we start with Kermit here and then start getting lower with Kermit, get oh. lower and slower. I see. Good. And then the next thing is English accent. You have to put an English accent on this character. So, uh, you know, you pronounce everything very clearly. What's the number again that he says? 300 and turn to page 300 and... 394. <laughs> That's it. So, you know where you're placing it. So, I, I put Alan Ring right at the front. So, get a, up, up we go again. Here. Uh, uh, that sound, ah. Uh. Yes. Now lower it. Get it low. 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 <laughs> and now drag it really slowly out. Drag the whole line out really slowly. Turn to page 394. <laughs> That's even more longer on that four. Turn to page 394. Turn to page 394. Excellent. And when you're doing Snape too, talk about the, you know, the breath control and things like that. How's, how's, how's Snape's breath? Low? Slow? Very low. Mm, and slow. And, and yes, and slow up knows that too. Thank you, Mr. Malfoy. Yeah, that's it. Obviously. Really yeah. just playing with your... If you love doing voices, that's what you should be doing, with playing with it. Or but in you... terms of types, like Alan Rickman's, what's his type? What does he look like? Well, he's he was known for playing villainous characters before he was known as Snape. Yeah, that's right. He'd done all sorts of sort of villains, hadn't he, before? Yeah. But I loved him when he was in Love Actually as well. He still was, I suppose, he was a villainous character too, I suppose, a little bit. But that's that's kind of the look too, you know? Like, mm. Alan Rickman has very dark eyes, you know? And yeah. low features in his face, almost like it's drooping down a little bit. So that's his look, and that's his unique look. So what, what's unique about your look? What do you think is unique about your look? It um, might features made me look like a young man who looks mm -hmm. like he's in his late 20s, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I buy all that. So what words would you use to to describe you? So I'd, I'd say you have an honest face, for example. Your face looks honest. But also has a sense of purity and, um, yep. and innocence. And innocence, yes. Yeah. So they're all part of the types of, your, of you as an actor. And they're the kind of parts that people are most likely going to give to you. You know, optimistic, interesting, intriguing eyes is what you have. You can see that your brain is thinking. You know, you have an, a very expressive face. Um, so they're, and they're the, kind of, they're the kind of looks you've got. I mean, if, you, if you're a person who's brought into the world and you've got like long, thick, blonde hair and you're muscular and blue eyes, you're ready to play Thor, you know? You're, that's who you are. But if you're not that, you have to start looking for the infinite amount of uh, interesting other characters that are out there as well, you know, and look for those. You mentioned Rowan Atkinson, I think, before to me. Yeah. Like, he's got, a, he's got a real type, hasn't he? That's an interesting type as well. He's got quite an expressive face. <laughs> Absolutely an expressive face. But you wouldn't say, like, on his list of things, you wouldn't say that he was, um, like, model hot. Like, it wouldn't, he wouldn't be described as a model, you know, Rowan Atkinson. So he wouldn't cast if you were going to cast him in a, in a movie, it wouldn't be as Thor. It's more likely that he's going to be playing the quirky um, sidekick to somebody, you know, that, and, which yes. is also an interesting character. Yes. So, and I think an actor should know that type. So I think I really want you to figure out what your type is. Once you can figure that out, you look at yourself and you're comfortable with it and you're like, okay, this is what I am. And then I, they're the parts I'm going to go for because they're the parts mm. you'll get. Because you're going for those parts. No point going for a part you're not going to get. No. 
but with but with voices, I'm able to use any kind of voice I can Mm -hmm. think of. Well, voice acting is different, isn't it? What are some of your favourite voices to do? I Scar- love voice work, actors who can do voices. Scar from The Lion King is one of them. Oh, yeah, go on. Give me Scar. I love Scar. Life's not fair, is it? You see, I, well, I shall never be king. Huh. <laughs> and you shall never see the light of another day. Adieu. <laughs> what I love, well, bravo. Very good. I like that you start with the basis of a character and then throw your own spin on it. I like that. I like that you're doing that. There's not exactly, it's not, not, you're not mimicking. You're going, mm, this is my take on Scar. Yeah. This is kind of what I'd like to do. There's oh, lots of interesting voices. Ian McKellen's a voice that I love. You know, do you know the actor who played Gandalf? Nope. In The Wizard, in, um, the Wizard of Oz, I was going to say, in The Lord of the Rings. Um, I never saw Lord of the Rings. Ian McKellen is an English actor uh, renowned Shakespearean actor, very, very good. But I, I absolutely love the way that he uh, announces words um, too, and, and the placement of his voice very different and takes on a different, whole different range of emotions when Ian McKellen speaks. And you can find you find different ways of doing when you start playing with your voice and your breath. You can start finding some really interesting characters, particularly in voice acting. What are some of your favorite animated characters? My favorite animated characters. Give me a top five. Top five. There's Woody from Toy Story, I I would say. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Squidward from SpongeBob. Yeah, <laughs> good voices. Yeah. 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 Muttley from Wacky Races. Can you do Muttley's laugh? Are you able to do that laugh? <laughs> Muttley! That was good. <laughs> or. It's right back, isn't it? It's a, that voice is right back. Does it hurt to do that? Yeah, yeah. But that. But, but yeah. the thing is, um, Don Messick was able to do that that laugh perfectly because mm. that's a, a wheezing smoker's laugh. Yeah, and, that's right. But the but the thing is, I don't smoke, so, so you can't get the authenticity in that sound. Nah, I <laughs> no, can't. He sounds do like it. a young Muttley. He doesn't sound like an old Muttley. But again, breath control, isn't it? It comes back. Yeah, to it does. It's all about it. It's everywhere. How, it's how we breathe that we do yeah excellent and there's also maybe sully from monsters incorporated oh yeah it's an interesting character that john goodman's character yeah can you do it i never told you what happened with boo the fear in her eyes when she was scared i i didn't like what i saw what i saw in me can you do accents as well uh, i'm terrible at those are you? Well, that's probably something you should probably start working on. I mean, the American market's pretty big. We're getting to see a lot more Australian accents, but what's your American accent like? Sure. Sure, that's good. Um, say this sentence for me, walking downstairs in an American accent, if you can, just a sort of a mid-Atlantic sound. Walking downstairs. Okay, so see the end of when you did that sentence, you went stairs and up. That's an Australian thing called a diphthong. Australians do that at the end of sentences where they go up at the end. So we, as Australians, would say walking downstairs with a question at the end of it, like that. Yeah. But an American, they the, the the speech they're using goes all the way down. And that's why you say walking downstairs to get into it. So walking downstairs. Walking, walking downstairs. downstairs. Stairs. Walking downstairs. Yeah, don't take it up. Stairs, it's not up, it's down. Stairs. Walking, walking downstairs. Downstairs. Yeah, that's it. Anything they're saying that's important goes down at the end. It's a point that they make. So there's a real there's a real feeling to it. Yeah. So try and try and give me something like that. So you introduce yourself as an American. 
Hello, my name is Michael Theo, and this is my podcast. But do it in an American accent. Hello, my name is Michael Theo, and this is my podcast. Yeah, you sound a bit like a robot at the moment. Try and relax it. Try and relax oh. it up a little bit. Really, really get sort of free. Be Michael, be you, but just give it the attitude that you're right, that you're sure. My name is Michael Theo, and this is my podcast. My name is Michael Theo, and this is my podcast. Yeah, that's very good. What's your O's? O's are a very Australian thing. Theo, Theo, Theo is more American. Close it right down, Theo. My name is Michael Theo, and this is my podcast. Excellent. With the walking downstairs feeling. Everything you're saying at the end of it with American accent has to finish with a point. Rather than with a question, <laughs> like the Australians do. Anyway, stuff like that. See how much there is to learn? Yeah. There's heaps. There's so much stuff. Look, Raymond, a yellow crystal warbler. <laughs> Look, it. Raymond, a yellow crystal warbler. Warbler. R's are hard in America, aren't they? Particularly for Australians to get the R around it. Yeah. Because they can, they can say the R in a wrong way. You just got to race over it really quickly. R. Yeah. R. The R. In Prancer. Prancer is different R. Look, so, Raymond, a yellow crystal warbler. Raymond. Warbler. Look, Raymond, a yellow crystal warbler. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. Well, you're on the way. See, this is all the stuff I think that you're going to learn when you get into your acting training. But that's the you thing. You know, start doing a bit of accents and things like that. I don't, I don't do it often enough. Not with people, though. With somebody else, yeah. Like, when I started out acting, too, it's, it, you've got to really be confident enough to do it, don't you? Like, it's yes. going to be quite nerve-wracking just showing off what you can and can't do yeah. in front of people. But I don't know if you've got that problem, though, Michael. I think you're a bit free of it. Like, even just, like, talking to me now and working through accents like that, I, you're really open to learning. Oh. Which is good. I suppose I am. You are. You definitely are. I suppose I am. Who's that from? <laughs> Wallace and Gromit. I suppose I am. Oh, yeah. English accent, which is different again. Any other questions? What do you got for me? Yes, I do have a few more questions. Um, yeah, go on. What do you enjoy most about what you do? What do I love most about what I do? I, I really love watching people learn. Is one of the things I really like. I get great enjoyment out of it. It depends on who I'm working with. So in my job at Options Theatre Company... I enjoy seeing a bunch of people who may have been forgotten through school or may have been abandoned through school or who missed out on a big piece of information just because of how they learn, suddenly having a light bulb go off and go, ah, I get it. I get what you're talking about. And then seeing what they can do, what their potential is. So I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. I mean, I love teaching and I, I love um, the arts and all those things, but seeing someone's light bulb moment goes off. Everyone always yeah. knows it when they're like, oh, I've learned something. And I really, I really love that. That's why I do it. Mm. I think. Um, now, my next question is, um, mm. could you explain to me and my audience the, the importance of improvisation? Yes. Improvisation is knowing you are free in your character if you are able to improvise in your character, right? So sometimes if you're doing a script... There's the lines you have to say. We get it. But other times that scene is going to have little bits around it where the character is going to be able to say something that might not be in the script or is going to show an emotion that's not in the script. And if you are in depth in your character, then what you're saying is in your character's voice. Does that make sense? So yeah. the improvisation that's occurring will be the closest to reality as it possibly can be. Yes, I would say that. There's a, there's a rule in improvisation where... You say yes, and then you further the conversation on. So if I was to say, if we were to improvise, who are we going to be? Come, come up with two characters that we can be. Who can we be? 
Kevin Costner. You're going to be Kevin Costner? Off Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Like, oh, oh um, yeah, the actor Kevin Costner, yeah, okay. Not, not the actor, the character Kevin Costner. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. of course. You know, Ke- you know, yeah, I thought you were talking about Kevin Costner from The Bodyguard. No, I never saw that. But I think that's the joke of Nine, uh, Brooklyn Nine-One-One is that his name's Kevin Costner, the same as Kevin Costner from the old yeah. movie. I think that might be it. Okay, so so that would come into the police I um into the police station and be asking him, you know, so how would you further the conversation? If I was to say, oh, boss, we found a dead body in the street. Where would you go with that? I would say, oh, dear, that sounds pretty alarming. I'll go notify Raymond. Do we have to get onto this straight away? Yes, I'm afraid so. Why? Why do we have to get down there straight away? Because it's discomforting and it's distressing. And quite frankly, it just horrifies the shit out of me. I mean, the body's not going anywhere. Sir, what do we do? We want to keep that body just down there? Or are we going to go and clean it up, put it in a body bag? What do you want? Put it in a body bag. Great idea. We do we bring it back to the station? Yes, bring it back to the station or take it to the morgue. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, so none of that scripted, right? Not the best acting in the world, but that's improvisation, no. right? We're making it up, but we're saying yes. We're not saying no at any point. Because if you say no in your improvisation, it stops. You know, do yeah. you want me to help you? No. Then there's nowhere else to go in the conversation. Oh, we use the yeah. It's you just keep it going. Yes, yes. Yeah, I was just doing my. I was doing my best. You were doing a great job, and it's right, like right off the cuff, like you're just going for it. I think that's terrific. Yeah. Now we're on to our Ask Mister A Plus segment. I'll explain mm. what that is. That's a, a segment towards the end of each episode where. Yep. The guest has the opportunity to ask me questions. And do you happen to have any questions on your mind? Questions that I have for you. Do you consider yourself an ambassador for actors with a disability? Would you like to be thought of as an ambassador for actors or people with disability? I, uh, I don't know, to be honest. It's a big responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, but... Did, I didn't ask for it. Do you think that happened when you were on Love and the Spectrum? without yeah. knowing it? Do you think you became a sort of ambassador like that? Maybe kind of. Did you like the fame that came with it? I was surprised mm. and I didn't expect it. Yeah, right. And not at all. Did you not think it was going to be as big as it was? N- no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, right. What was Ellen like? She was a very lovely person. I really enjoyed talking with her. Yeah, I bet. That would have been, a, that would have been absolutely exciting. How long did you know before you met her? How long did you know before you had to get out there? At least two weeks before I knew. <laughs> could you sleep the night before you did it or were you too excited? Yes, of course. Of course I could you sleep. You could. Do you get nervous? Slightly, yeah. Well, the reason I asked is because if I knew I was talking to Ellen tomorrow, I don't think I'd sleep. I'd be nervously awake all night thinking, wondering what she's going to... I mean, even speaking to you, I wrote down a whole bunch of things on my book that I made sure I could talk to you properly about. I can't imagine what it would have been like for me if I didn't talk to Ellen. I'd... Oh, but you, you seem to be quite cool and collected. Thanks. I Very cool. I do kind of tend to maintain my com- composure when I'm chatting with celebrities. Yeah, yeah, right. You know but what you're doing. But it's because they're not gods. They're, they're, they're just normal people. Absolutely. And Absolutely. The other thing is, if I came across one, one of them in, in, in public, I wouldn't go mm. up to them and ask for an autograph or a selfie. I would much prefer to um, have a civilized conversation with them or even just a meal with them Mm. and get to know them. Absolutely. I wonder if there's any of those people that would be interested in talking to you. I mean, you've already had some great guests in your podcast as well. So I wonder if there's other people out there that have been 
watching you who are keen to talk. Um, next time you talk to an actor, ask him all those questions as well, you know. Get right into it. Let's get, get get to the next point. If you want to be an actor, Michael, I want to see you go for it. Because you of anybody who can do it, I think it's you. I think you could definitely go for it. So yeah, that's it. But I don't have very many more questions than that. I like I, I find I find you as a personality fascinating and something that we really need to have in the market now in Thanks. the in showbiz. I think we need to see inclusivity. I think we need to see your point of view. Um, and I think you've got a lovely mix of uh, as we said before like naivety but also really good old-fashioned values and i think the mix of those is going to be pleasant to watch in a, in, a, in the modern world now so Thanks. i'm excited to see where you go michael and i'm really really Thank honored you. that i've been got to be a part of this podcast it was my my pleasure no oh, mine but too i gotta ask you this do you believe yep. that i have the talent at the moment i couldn't i couldn't honestly answer on the talent yet right i need to speak with I need to sit down with you properly, or I'd need to see a screen test of you. I think okay. you are extremely charismatic on film and on television, and that's you personally. And I, I know that you're charismatic, and I know that you're driven, and I know that you're an honest person, right? So all of those things are great ticks. But in terms of can you act, that's the thing I want to see. That's what I'm most keen to see is if you can act. Find a good character and Film yourself doing it, whether it's on your phone or your laptop or you get a friend to do it. But start okay. doing it. Don't be you. Be somebody else. Act. That's how about, I see. How about I show you a brief scene? Oh, my God. I would love to see a scene. Go Did on. you see that that film of The Grinch with, with Jim Carrey? Yeah. I know The Grinch. I'm going to do a brief scene. <clears throat> okay. Are you going to do it for me live? Yep. Oh, my God. Amazing. It's the Hang best. On. All right. I'm ready. No, for those who's invited me down there on such short notice. Even if I wanted to go, my schedule wouldn't allow it. Four o'clock, wallowing self-pity. Four thirty, stare into the abyss. Five o'clock, solve world hunger. Tell no one. Five thirty, jazzercise. Six thirty, dinner with me. I can't cancel that again. Seven o'clock, wrestle myself loathing. I'm booked. But if above the loathing, it's a nine. I've still time to lay in bed, stare at the ceiling, and slip slowly into madness. But what would I wear? Amazing, brother. How was that? Well, in terms of a screen test, like my, um, I mean, I know that the, your listeners can't see what was happening there, but um, like that was a different side of you that I hadn't seen before. I haven't, I haven't seen you be that animated before in your face. I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could do that. What I saw, I didn't know you could do. So I, I'm actually really excited to see what you can do more of. Your focus was terrific. Obviously, your voice work is a lot of stuff that you um, are constantly working on. That's something you have a passion for. But I was pleased to see that your eyes, in particular your eyes, were focused on what your character was. Like you were you were there. You were being the Grinch. You were there. You were right there in the moment. And that's all it can take. If you can convince the person who's watching you that you're that character, that's the job done, isn't it? That's acting. That's, all, that's what you've got to do. So. That's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's always been about. Gifts. Gifts. Gifts, 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 gifts. You want to know what happens to your gifts? Go on, tell me what happens. They all come to me. In your garbage. You see what I'm saying? In your garbage! I can hang myself with all the bad Christmas neckties I found in the dump. The avarice. The avarice never ends. I want golf clubs. I want diamonds. I want a pony so I can ride it twice. Get bored and sell it to make glow. Look, I want to make waves. 
But this whole Christmas season is stupid, stupid, stupid. Oh, Michael, you've got an agent, haven't you? Yes. Go and film a whole bunch of scenes. Find a whole bunch of characters you like and some scripts and just film them, doing exactly what you just did to me then. That's what you got to do. Act. Start recording yourself and put them all down. Get some, and, and don't just do all big characters too, yeah? Definitely film some of those. Film the Grinch, put them all down. But go and find some little obscure ones as well, yeah? Little ones that, well... You don't have to be so serious. Um, you don't have to be so um, over the top in, in the characters as well, right? Some of the characters that you'll be drawn to will be that big. But why don't you go and find a movie where you can just do a simple scene with somebody, which is an interaction between two people where you've got to be real. Yeah, it seems like you've got to be a real person. And it'll feel like you're doing it much closer to you as a person. You'll feel like I'm hardly acting at all. But you need that contrast in your show reel. Something big, something subtle and small. So those two things, are going. they're only going to help. And I'm pretty sure with all the all the things that you've been through and all the doors that you've opened in the last couple of years with Love on the Spectrum and your podcast and so forth and the interviews that you've done, I'm pretty sure that there might be somebody out there who would be more than willing to help you get to that next stage in all those people. So keep your eyes and your ears open now, man. They're Thanks. out there. There's somebody out there who will be inspired by you. Do you have any further questions for me? No, I've spoken too much. Already. Okay. All right. Um- <laughs> Do you have anything interesting you're working on that my audience should get excited for? Um, what are we working on? I'm, I've got a, a small cabaret that I'm working on at the moment that we're going to um, start making. It's, it's set in a zombie apocalypse, which will be quite silly. Um, I'm about to do – I'm getting to go on stage in a performance of um, Into the Woods. I'm playing the baker, so that'll be fun. Nice. And um, – What's the last thing? Oh, and I just finished doing a piece for um, the National Museum of Australia. So um, check that out. It's called Remote and it's on there. It's their, um, it's a exhibition they've put together um, for International Day of People with Disabilities. And it's, yeah, it's called Remote and it's in the momentous project for the National Museum of Australia. And that was, that was a bit, that was a chuff to get into that. We're all very excited. Interesting. Something else. Yeah. So always a project in the boil, always Mm -hmm. something going on. Must be nice. Good. Where can my, my audience follow your journey and where can people find you? Um, I think the best place to do for me, like, I mean, I'm not somebody who wants to be um, famous. So I prefer it if people wanted to know more about me or about what I'm doing, that they would follow um, Options Theatre Company on our Facebook or our Instagram or come and check out our website, optionstheatrecompany.org.au and get to know um, all the guys who do want to be famous and do want to be actors, get to know those people. They're all out there as well. So come and follow them and I'll float around in the background somewhere. <laughs> yes, of course. Before we finish up, there's something yeah. else that I actually did want to show you as well. Oh, yeah. Go on. Are you familiar with Jim Carrey? Yes. Um, love Jim Carrey. Have you seen him in Sonic the Hedgehog? No, it's the only Jim Carrey I haven't seen yet. That's literally the only one. I just watched Kidding on um, Stan. That was amazing. I, I love Jim Carrey's work. I love it. The Truman Show is my favorite Jim Carrey performance. I think he's fantastic in that. But go on, what are you going to do? What's your, what's your, are you going to do a Sonic the Hedgehog? What, what was he, uh, Dr. What's the character's name? Dr. Dr. Robotnik. Robotnik, that's it, yeah. yeah. Go on. Give me your Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, mate. What was your name? What was your, what's your name? My name, Stuart. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Listen, Major, nobody cares. Do you know why no one cares who you are? Because nobody cares about your feeble accomplishments. And nobody cares how proud your mummy is that you're now reading at a third grade level. 
Have you finished Charlotte's Web yet? Spoiler alert, she dies in the end, but she leaves a big <laughs> creepy egg sack. Oh, my babies. Ooh, look what came out of my egg sack. You know what I love about machines? They do what they're told. They follow their programming. They need time off to get drunk and put the boat in the water. Now you do what you're told. Stand over there on the edge of your personal abyss and watch my machines do your job. How was that? I go, well, I, got, and I also walked into it too when you asked me. You're like, what's your name? I'm like, my name? You've been talking to me. Oh, Stuart. <laughs> Damn, here comes the Dr. Robotnik character. Uh, get these characters on screen, man. Start recording them. Start getting them out there. You've got they've, they've definitely got something. I don't know what it is yet, but it's something. There's Thanks. some sort of it that's going on. As you know, the world loves you. They're absolutely adoring you. Yeah. So get out there. Show them a bit more of what you can do. Don't just be Michael. I'm, Go and be an actor too now. Yes, exactly. And also, um, you mentioned earlier that I have old-fashioned values. Yeah. You can thank my parents for that. Oh, I think it's wonderful. Will, will you pass on my thanks to them too? Sure, of course. It's an old-fashioned value. And, and also, Michael, don't um, be afraid of having old-fashioned values in the new world in this world that we're in at the moment too, because we, we needed a bit of chivalry and we need some old-fashioned values right now. And so what you're doing exactly. in the podcast is beautiful and it's it's spreading joy, you're spreading happiness and you're, you're, you're letting people know that they can pursue their dreams if they want to. Exactly. Despite any challenge they're facing. And I think it's really honourable of you, man. Exactly. Really, really honourable. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Thank, thank you for your time, Stuart. I really enjoyed today's episode. Oh, I had a ball. Thank you, and Michael. Thank you for the performances you did for me as well. I was my pleasure. And, th- and thank you for, for all the advice you gave me. Oh, anytime, man. Anytime you need it, give me a call. I'll, Will be, do. I'll be on the end of the phone for you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank, thank you for your time. Like, I, I really honestly didn't know that you could do that, Michael. I didn't think that, I didn't know that that, you know, that was something, a talent that you had, was being able to capture a character like that conf- confidently in front of the camera. You had no problem doing it. Absolutely zero problems. And that's the hardest part for an actor is releasing their soul and showing what they can do. Mm-hmm.